0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Luke Rutherford Podcast, Episode 7. Uh, thank you to The Rock Academy and Dina Clark for allowing me to host this podcast and build my community. Pleased to have on Rodrigo Afonador. That's it, man. <laughs> I thank know. You you, I, you just told me how to pronounce it. And I was like, dude, dang, I think I just messed it up. It's a there's a lot of vowels in it, so it doesn't uh doesn't exactly make it easy. Right, right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, I know that you have a reputable name in Asheville for knowing a lot about real estate, and you have a podcast called Asheville Real Estate News. Correct. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, appreciate that. How new is that podcast? So it's about three years in may
1: is what it'll end up being so we're oh, wow. uh, as i was mentioning a little bit earlier off screen you know we're i think we're recording episode 130 something a little bit later today yeah, so dude, that's uh, impressive yeah it's it's been a crazy
0: journey it's evolved in you know ways that you never kind of expect. expected just like starting and seeing what happens yeah um i know for a fact that with well, youtube video i was watching a couple of days back was a guy and he threw out a statistic i don't don't fact check me on this but he said 84% of podcasts fell after episode seven. So this is episode seven for me. <laughs> Looking forward to episode eight, man. <laughs> Crossing my fingers for sure. So, so how's business been for your business? And um, what have you been doing for the past month or so? What does your schedule look like? as far as that goes. Yeah.
1: Um, so our primary business is, is buying uh, and renting houses and selling houses. Right. And so uh, the podcast is kind of a secondary. Sure. Call it a passion project. But right. our, our bread and butter is is buying, selling, renting houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, end of year is typically pretty good. It's been... Uh, Kind of a, a weird sixty-day stretch for us, for whatever reason. A lot of the different things we've been messing around have had a lot of uh, hoops to jump through, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know our, our typical timeline is like a twenty to thirty-day close, and yeah. everything's been turning into like a sixty-day close. It feels like right now, but uh, wow. it's just kind of yeah. part of of real estate. It's uh, yeah. sometimes it's super smooth and quick, other times it's yeah. hairy.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what is the name of your your bit? Asheville Cash Buyers? Asheville Cash Buyers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys. Um, you guys are, have been in business for a while here in Asheville, and you, um, what what is your, if you had to say it's you guys do one thing a lot, yeah, what would it be uh, our biggest thing is we
1: always focus on helping anybody we're working with take the next best possible step, and gotcha. so we do a big focus on education and guiding. So, oh, cool. Oftentimes we aren't the best solution for the people we work with, and so when that's the case, then we do our best to make sure that they are partnered with somebody that we know and trust will be able to take care of them the same way that we would take care of them.
0: Sure, yeah, that that's uh, it's important for people to trust you, but also to to trust um, who you're referring them to. No, exactly, (laughs) because if you make that referral and the person you refer them to uh, drops
1: the ball, then yeah. they don't look at that person. They no. look at you know yeah. whoever sent the referral because that's the that's yeah. where the trust was built first. So
0: yeah. Um, so what do you see? What do you see for the real estate market uh, coming up uh, next in 2020 towards the election? What do you? Uh, a lot of people are are, are saying that um, it's going to take a big dip, and I've seen a lot of articles out there saying that it will. That um, if history repeats itself, that and it always dips slightly. The whole mm-hmm. market in general will dip slightly, right? But um, the real estate market—they—they they say um, it's going to take going to take a, a substantial dip. Do you do you believe in that, or do you think it's just too hard to really know?
1: I don't know. It's uh, it, it's hard to know. Right? Yeah,
0: obviously. Uh, I think like two
1: years ago we did a pod uh, predictions on our podcast. Uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, it's going to take a huge dip, and bl- yeah, I was. Really really wrong. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Now it's like this thing is like well, what's gonna happen and, and then it's like, you know There's never if you approach it in a different way I forget who it was I think it was like Grant Cardone I heard him say says like there's mm-hmm. never such thing as a good economy or bad economy There's an economy yeah. and then how you, and you just have an opportunity to show up, right? And yeah, if things take a dip there's gonna be some really big benefits for us and if things stay strong there's different set of benefits and so right. it's more focus on like, how you react, arguably, though. you shouldn't change what you do on a day to day and sure. how you approach business, whether it's good or bad economy. It's it's right. more of just learning if you do a little bit more of X or a little bit more of Y, depending what rhythm you're in.
0: Right. Yep. Um, speaking of economies and careers and, and that stuff, what were you doing before actual Cash Buyers? And what was your what was your journey up to actually um, getting into what you're doing now? What made you get into the real estate industry? So before I was
1: doing this, uh, I was waiting tables and working at a law firm downtown Mm. in Nashville. And uh, so I was a legal assistant by day and a server by night. Ah. And then uh, I heard uh, an ad for one of those real estate seminars. It was a rich dad, poor dad seminar. It's like, oh, come learn how to flip houses. No money, no credit. I was like, I've got none of those things. This is perfect. So I went, (laughs) Uh, drank the Kool-Aid, you know, slippery slope. Uh, That was 2012. And so I've been, you know. Hit the ground running as fast as I could after that. It took a while, but you know, been
0: doing that since then. Nice. And how how long how were you in living in Nashville um, since then? You're not from Nashville, right? No, no.
1: So I, I grew up in Bogota, Colombia, and oh, I've cool. been here in Nashville since 2009. Oh, and so that's I was awesome. here, I guess, what, four or four and a half years before I got into the real estate thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. What is Colombia like? Um, well, I mean, it's home, so I have a lot yeah. of love for it. But yeah, it's so I grew up in a city of Bogota. It's like, 8 to 10 million people, depending who's counting and where you're drawing the lines and and whatnot. So huge city. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. uh, Asheville feels really small still, even though I'm used to it now, and I, I love... I'm always like, I love how small Asheville is, and yeah. obviously talk to people who've been here a long time. They're like, this place is sprawling now. What happened? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, but there's no traffic. And they're like, there's so much traffic. <laughs> like, you oh, you don't yeah. know what a lot of traffic is. It's all the, perception. Yeah, it's, and it's all
0: relative as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, it's, yeah.
1: There's a couple more red lights, but yeah, you know, I think we could survive that. <laughs> for
0: for me, being born and raised in Asheville, I'm one of those people who are like, oh my gosh, this this traffic's insane, and right. then you know, Rodriguez over here like. Phew. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. Um. So your day to day right now, it's it's still steady. Um. Are you guys looking to do any like major changes to the business, or are you guys looking to expand, or um. Are you guys kind of just staying steady and, and keeping your eyes where you're at now.
1: Yeah. So I mean, we're not looking to expand in any sense of like trying to do business in like different markets yeah. or areas that we're not doing business in already. So, uh. But just. Continue to grow, keep improving our systems, our procedures. Um, yeah. We just added a new person to the team. Oh, um, cool. They just started like a month and a half ago. Cool. Uh, been a great fit so far. So, you know, overall, it's been kind of just growing as much as possible, but trying to
0: stay, to stay focused there on our core competencies. Right. Um, how long has Nolan been part of your business? <laughs> it's Four years, maybe. Really? He's yeah, been yeah, there for that like long? Th- th-
1: three to four years, I think, <coughs> closer crazy. to
0: four. Um, nice. Might be three and a half. Yeah, I somewhere yeah. in that
1: range though. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I went to me and him went to school together and mm-hmm. grew up together. I think we were in elementary school and middle school and high school together all yeah. through all through our youth. And wow. it's crazy. It's awesome to see him doing so well. And um, yeah. he yeah, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, he's been crushing it. It's been yeah. a huge, uh, huge benefit to uh, everything that that we're doing. And he yeah.
1: plays like a huge integral role. So
0: nice, nice. What is his role? So you don't let me ask.
1: No, he does a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, but uh, his. Focus right now is a lot of, well, on the podcast, he does all the post production on the mm. podcast. So, makes anything that we do, puts it out, makes everything look good. Nice. Uh, you know, social media website sound video oh. so the whole whole gambit there oh nice and then on I
0: wonder why he wasn't going hard on his personal and that makes sense he's he's wrapped up in, and your, in yeah. your social media so
1: we're, <laughs> yeah we're building that out but it's <laughs> so, and that's been fun and then on the actual cash buyer side he's a transaction guy oh, cool. and so he makes sure that anything that's under contract gets to the closing table he navigates all of the bumpy rocky roads, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. and uh, he does an exceptional job in you know, making sure attorneys, clients, everybody's happy, everybody's on the same page and you know, we get to the result that we need. Awesome. Um, and then he and I just started a new venture. We're going into t- uh, 2020 with the goal of buying some multifamily together. So our goal is to, oh. to, to hope, you know, to get 100 units here in it next year.
0: Really, mm-hmm.
1: dude, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. It that's is. a big step. It honestly. is. It's a uh, it's a little daunting, but you know, it's very uh, daunting. Yeah, kind of. You know, we got called out in a really healthy way from from somebody that we respect, and it's like, hey, you guys can do this. You need so if you can, yeah. you should. And we're like, well, yeah. man, we have to go do this. Thing. So <laughs> yeah, right. We
0: put been putting a lot of work in, but right. that's kind of a the yeah. the the big stretch goal for 2020. Dude, it's crazy when someone like holds you accountable and calls you out on your on your stuff, and then you know, especially if it's somebody you respect yeah. in your life, it's like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And you almost want to prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's that yeah. respect thing. It's all probably like an alpha male thing, you, honestly.
1: Yeah. I think, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, somebody who doesn't care is not going to talk to you like that, right? Because yeah, it exactly. wasn't like, a, oh, you're doing such a good job. It was actually like, you should be doing better. Why aren't you? Yeah. And that's always a, a, yeah. a, a, a tough t- conversation to have. You know, it's yeah. not always going to be well received. So we were appreciative cool. that somebody, you know, was willing to. That's true. take that gamble.
0: That is true. Um, so, so someone getting into real estate and someone kind of doing what you're doing, wanting to wanting to maybe wholesale or invest or mm-hmm. flip, um, what would you say they do if they are starting from where you were waiting tables? Yeah, first thing is I'd say is get laser-focused on what it is that
1: they want to do. Um, there's a million and a half ways, it seems like, to get into real estate, right? So you can go to the agent route. If you decide to invest, you can wholesale, you can flip, you can do rentals. Um, you can do you know bigger commercial deals, multifamily, whatever. Yeah. You can start lending money. You know whatever you want to do. There's a lot of different ways to get in. And yeah. um, biggest thing is if you go focused on one thing and you really learn that one thing, then that's going to open up everything else.
0: Right. Um, okay. Let's say let's say they wanted to get laser focused on um, wholesaling. Mm-hmm. What would you say the number one step would be for you? Just learning the system. Would you say and learning and learning the beginner steps? Of yeah. the whole process first off is yeah. like find
1: somebody and that you trust and listen to everything they put out so there's a lot of different people who are gonna teach any type of real estate out there right yeah. so for wholesaling go out and find a couple of people on YouTube or find podcasts that talk right. specifically about wholesaling find one voice and then follow that voice right depending who you decide to follow they're gonna yeah. say this is how you wholesale or this yeah. is the best way to wholesale yeah. so
0: who do you think who do you think they should go to If you have, do you have anybody in mind that you that you I, I don't really okay I got gotcha. you. Um, You probably don't, yeah. I mean, when I first started, the
1: person I listened to a lot was Chris Chico. Okay. Which yeah. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the name. A little or not, bit. But, the name, not the face. Uh, and that's that's somebody who I listen to a lot. Um, gotcha. But now, like you know, you've got people like Sean Terry and, yeah. and uh, I think it's Cody Sperber and Max Maxwell and like there's so, yeah. and they're all good systems. But yeah. my problem when I got started is I tried to do like a little bit of four different systems at the oh, same time. Yeah. And so I wasn't doing any of the systems well. Right. And so I was like, I just if I would have just picked one system right. and stuck to it, stuck to it, I could have actually taken it took me 9 months to do my first deal so uh, i think i could have shortened that time up if i was like focusing in on one system
0: one strategy yeah. etc yeah i like that idea cuz you if you spread yourself too thin you're not you're not going to be consistent with the steps inside those systems you know mm-hmm. um that makes total sense um so you you are you're doing your day to day what is um what's something that what's a goal for yours besides the multi mm-hmm. about what is what is a, a three to five year goal for your business or, or are you really trying to stay in the moment do, do you have those goals in your head for the future yeah great question so it's a little bit of both like yeah. i don't have a ton of like specific business
1: goals for say three to five years out there a lot more yeah. like lifestyle things oh, so yeah. there are different things that i like would like to see happen yeah on how i could live the day-to-day yeah and in theory that will dictate what sort of business i have so like right. i love to mountain bike and i'm a big family guy like i just like being
0: home like yeah and so right. um get, get, get some get some passive income and you can stay home exactly get, get a lot so of that's that. the
1: thing it's like okay so if you want to i don't know for example bike every day of the week and only and be home every night for dinner and take your kid to school every day, there's going to be a certain business that you're going to have to build up to be able to support that, right? Yes, there is. And so that's kind of the way um, my thought process is around everything. Is like, okay, like, how do I want to live and then try to build something to match that? Which sounds great. It's really, I don't know, I struggle with it because it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, but to even think Mm. through, but that's that's the way I look at it at least.
0: Only a very, only a very, small percentage of people in the world get to actually live that life um it's not impossible by any means and there's a lot of people who do it but the odds aren't necessarily in your favor when you look at it from a macro perspective
1: yeah i, I if you look yeah. at it a super macro i mean like whatever. Well, <laughs> yeah. well yeah depends on how many billion people are in well, the world i yeah. don't even know what the
0: number is but oh yeah it's tons
1: then yeah. yeah of course not but i mean if you look in ashville like Asheville, there's a lot of people who have made lifestyle decisions to live here yeah and those are all people who are living that idea out of like how do i want my life to look and then i make everything match that yeah and so
0: so you do how so um you mountain bike how many times a week would you say uh not as much as i'd like
1: (laughs) (laughs) going back doesn't matter how many times it is uh no uh, usually around two okay that's like two to three um past month or two has been terrible i don't think i've been out very much but um weather right now obviously you probably
0: wouldn't want to be in that that would be pretty miserable yeah cold and rainy today i've never i've never um mountain biked before really um i've done a lot of different like i i I love trying all new Mm -hmm. fitness stuff um never mountain biked uh but i've wanted to get into it and i know a lot of people who do and i have a couple friends who just got into it and they just got their bikes and they're super pumped um but i don't know how much the average mountain bike cost you don't, uh, talk talking entry level, not not not. Depends
1: who you ask. Oh, Okay, I mean like my first bike that I got was like five hundred dollars. Oh, then that's not too bad. You ask other people who've been biking for a while, and you're yeah. like, oh, well, it's an entry level bike. And They're gonna
0: be like, oh, if you're not spending four thousand dollars, <laughs> like you're not, you you, you should just not yeah. buy the bike. That's not realistic for people though, to be dropping four grand on a mountain bike. I I think you'd be
1: surprised how much most bikes cost. Like yeah, it's it, I blew, mean,
0: it blew my mind. I, really? I would have never like imagined
1: it. And then yeah,
0: it's kinda crazy. You get
1: out and uh, you know, you you start like it's a, like like anything, right? If it becomes something you really love, yeah, then you find ways to make it possible. Right. And then as you get better in the sport, then you right. want right. better gear and a better experience, et cetera. Right. So it's it's a, right. I yeah, it it can happen. Like I never knew bikes could be as expensive as they are and like yeah. when I bought the bike I have now, it was like such a is a huge step and then I was like wow that was so worth it and right, so it, right. I think that's part of it as you upgrade then you realize like oh that new gear made it better like yeah. I have a much better experience now so then yeah. you look towards the next step and you're like oh okay that makes way more sense why it's that much
0: that does make sense I, I definitely would like to get into it at some point but um, you know I just do traditional lifting and then I do CrossFit um, and then I'll run some. But um, I've seen mountain bikers, man, and they're like, if I'm like on a trail that's like pretty steep and Mm -hmm. rocky and I see these guys just flying down these mountains, I'm like, that would be sketchy. I'd be kind of scared to do it, honestly. But I mean, have you ever fallen off and like hurt yourself? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wear a full face now because. Oh, really?
1: Two years ago. I uh, I crashed and I split my head from like just behind my eye right over here right eye and almost to like the back of my it's like almost like yeah it was about as thick as my finger that it got opened up wow my face grew like three times the to, to my right dang
0: dude yeah that's sketchy <laughs>
1: yeah but I don't know it's uh,
0: <laughs> it's like the adrenaline's only there because it's sketchy that is true and so that is true humans are weird in that sense like we <laughs> we do sketchy things because it gives us a certain feeling and some humans Mm -hmm. are like that times a hundred to where they almost don't feel any fulfillment feeling anything unless they're like doing crazy things yeah i'm not base jumping or anything like
1: that i have no desire to do that
0: at that point i'd be like you're insane yeah but i mean would you do that base jump or skydive or anything like that i've gone skydiving before okay i have um
1: but i mean like it was a i'm afraid of heights so i did it. it was just because i was like oh well i'm afraid of heights and like yeah this is the safest thing I can do, and like, if I'm afraid, I should do it anyways. And that is true. Um, amazing experience once I got out of the plane. Oh, In the okay. plane, I was yeah. like sick to my stomach. I was just like yeah. dead weight. I told the guys, "Like, can you stand up and walk to the door?" I was like I can't. Wow. So, I was like basically just limp, and he like dragged me across Whoa. the plane, and off we went out into wow. the sky. And then, but he
0: was with you, the right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I was attached. Okay. And, um, that's still that's. Not, I mean, it's still sketchy, but I mean, your first time, dude. I'm, I'm gonna be attached to someone who knows what they're doing. Hundred percent. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, once you got out, like, it's true. It doesn't feel like you're falling. That's real, really. Yeah. You just feel like you're like free floating or something. Some. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. Yeah. That it's is just- crazy.
1: I, I somebody told I think it's a, you hit like terminal velocity or something like that, so you're falling so fast that you can't feel like you're falling any faster. or something. Really, I don't remember. There's science behind it. Yeah, some,
0: that that. Oh, but basically that, you start going and then it's just yeah. like
1: whoa, this is, it's just yeah. it's loud though. it's yeah. really loud for me.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, um, uh, but Asheville is a great place to do mountain biking to go hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, do you is there is there any store that someone could go to right now that like you know that you Go to a store quite often to go get any of your gear, or do you mostly order it? I, I ordered a lot of it online, but yeah. like REI
1: is really good, and then yeah. like, I'm a big fan of Frugal Backpacker as well. Okay, yeah, where's Frugal Backpacker? Um, it's right by Earth Fair in Westgate.
0: Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, are they a chain or a, uh, are they local? Or do they're you know? local, I oh, okay. Don't know if they have one more than sure. one location, but I think yeah. they're local. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, so I mean, going forward or going backwards, uh, yeah. to, to, to some more real estate, are you, um, are you looking to um, – so, for instance, holiday season, right? Do yeah. you slow down much? No, or ramp it up. Ramp it up? Yeah. that's all, so crazy you say that because I was, just had Manny O. Mitchell, an Olympic track runner in mm-hmm. here, and he was like, he was like, this is the time where me and only a small percentage of people really take advantage of this moment mm-hmm. saying, you know um, – Second week of December through January, the second week of January, like, like that four months, mm-hmm. he says he goes so hard because a lot of people are taking time off. They're they're doing this and they're you know eating and hanging mm-hmm. out with family. And um, I was telling him, I was like, man, I was like, you're honestly a very small percentage of people actually do that. I definitely don't do that in the business uh, side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that's OK. But yeah. you do it in a business that- sense.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's typically busy, um, and and I mean if you read anything for for the real estate, people always talk about amping it up, right? And so um, we do our best, and and you know we're trying something yeah. new this year, and we're gonna find out how it plays itself out, and yeah, um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, to try not to make too much of the deviation, yeah, on, on the day to day versus you know just because it's holiday season.
0: Yeah, um, I, I definitely like to live by the two P's: the persistence and patience, mm-hmm. um, like. You know, I'm sure you listen to a little bit of Gary V. Um, I'm wearing his shoes right now. Oh no, I'm a not. big fan. Yeah. Damn, the case list is. Yeah,
1: positivity and optimism. Nice. Yeah. When did,
0: uh, when were those? Were those his first ones? No, this are version four. I think is oh. what it was. Yeah. He has that many. Yeah. Version five just got updated, but. Oh, I did. See, yeah. I did see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say yeah. My, uh, micro speed, macro patience. That's like one of my favorite things. Like, um. And he was—he uh, made a good point, and um, this goes for any career, really. Aside, not even real estate. This goes for any career. Anybody looking to like up their game mm-hmm. or be more productive or more efficient. He was saying. He was saying, if you get um the one of the Kardashians in a room or or someone, maybe not them, <laughs> it might be a bad example. <laughs> well, but,
1: maybe it's a great example. Yeah. It depends where you yeah, go right. with it, right? Exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> if you get a Warren Buffett in the room, yeah. or if you get a, a Grant Cardone or a Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. in the room, and you have, and he said it was, he was implying that it's one of their secrets. He said if you if you give them a few drinks and and let them talk, mm-hmm. he said action. He said action is the way to their strategy. Yeah.
1: I, one of the, I heard this guy, JT Fox talk, like when I was really early in, so like say within the first 12 to 18 months of starting this journey. And his biggest thing was just speed of implementation. It was like the the differentiating factor between everybody is the moment somebody has an idea and then they start taking action behind that idea. And so I think it goes to that, but it's just, it always resonated with me. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. And, you know, I think, uh, and that's super true, right? Like The mistakes are going to happen no matter how well prepared you are until mm-hmm. you like, have those experiences mm-hmm. under your belt. Mm-hmm. And so you have to just create as many of those experiences as fast as possible. Yep. And then, then you go like, yep. real estate wise, what I had the biggest learning curve in my, in my career is when my coach was like, hey, I need you to go on 30 appointments in 30 days. Right, wow. and so I went on 30 appointments in 30 days, wow. and then it was compressed, right? Because by the time you get to like day 25, you've like you looked at more houses than most people look at in a year, yeah. in a
0: two and a half week period. Yeah, and so like That's what impressive. that
1: does to your confidence and just to oh, yeah. like just the way you can hold and walk yourself through a house changes completely at that point.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And Um, it was hard, right? Like, it's not just that. It's hard. Yeah. It's getting out of your comfort zone, and growth and comfort are not coexistent. That's Mm -hmm. one of my other favorite quotes, is that, like, don't expect to get any better at at anything if you keep just, if you're always in your comfort zone. Correct. Um, For instance, like you are saying, um, you know, just putting reps into things. So, like, this podcast, Mm -hmm. and I'm the type of personality, and being self-aware is important because Mm. I understand, like, I can't spend too much time at the drawing board. Mm-hmm. I almost can't spend any time yeah. there. Because if I do, I will come up with a million. My, my, my uh, hardwired um, caveman instincts yeah. will give me a million reasons why it's going to fail. Huh. And so if I, that's why I told um, one of my friends, I was like, I literally have to just jump into the fire and figure out figure it out um, that's what I did with this podcast I was like you know what I, I have no idea how to host podcasts I have no idea how to talk on a mic well yeah but um, I'm sure at episode 50 I'll, I'll get a little better than I was at episode one and you'll be so much happier yeah right like yeah it's, it's always worth it to just go yeah it is um, so yeah micro micro speed mm-hmm. macro patience um, so Five, six, seven more minutes here. Let's wrap it up and try to give some some more some more valuable um, information as far as um, let's say someone who is a first home first home buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they shouldn't be buying a home. Okay, take us to that.
1: I think people rush into buying houses too quickly for themselves. Okay, like I'm a renter. I rent. Yeah. I will probably rent for a long time. Right. Um, I think most people should rent.
0: Okay. So, uh, you think people should rent because there is, um, what, what, what would be the, what would be the opposite end of that conversation as far as buying? What do you think people are doing when they're buying? Spending a lot of money. Okay. And so let's say for instance, what is the actual, I mean, the average rent Asheville is what? I don't know. Let's probably call
1: it like 1200 bucks for a two, one or a three, one,
0: something in that range. Right. Um, Probably so a little bit higher. D- so you don't really believe rates. in the in, in the, the investment of a house and building equity in a property. How do you define investment? Something that makes you money. So does a house make you money? Uh, here recently, yeah, I have seen a lot of people make twenty grand off a house in a in a year or so. It's not making them money.
1: Uh, right, an investment's giving yeah. you a return off of, of what you made, right? So it's not right. like a check, uh, not, not the house is not writing you a check every month. It's not. You're writing the house a check every month, right? And not to mention all of the auxiliary expenses that come with it, right? It's true. So, do you rent or do you rent your own?
0: I uh, rent. Okay. Yeah.
1: Are there any purchases that you've ever thought of making that you just wouldn't make right now because you're renting? Are there any purchases that, would... mm. like,
0: I don't know, a sofa, a bed, a dining room table, painting no. your room? No. But at, I mean, on the opposite, end, I don't I don't believe I don't believe there's any. I don't, see, you, I don't see much it's difference. It's always
1: going to be a lot easier to justify buying something for yourself in a house that you own versus a house that you
0: rent. Okay. So you're saying buying things while you're renting is... So as a, as a tenant, though, like, you move a lot, right? Yeah. You're going to be a lot more hesitant
1: to buy, like, an eight-piece dining room set.
0: Okay. Because you're you talking, don't know... You're talking
1: budgeting right now, then. No, no I'm just saying buying. Expenses, right? Okay. like,
0: But what you... if you did want the table, though? Shouldn't you be able to buy the table? If you wanted it, if you really wanted it. Oh no, I have nothing against
1: buying the table. My (laughs) my my point is, when you own, sure, there's a lower threshold to get over. Like you buy things. Like if you want to paint your house, Mm -hmm. and it's your house, you're Mm -hmm. gonna paint your house ten times faster than if you're like, well, if I paint this bedroom and then I move out in a year, I'd have to paint it back. Like Mm -hmm. you naturally, the renting naturally keeps you from spending some money.
0: Right, and so it's like.
1: If you have the ability to comfortably buy the house and it's not going to stretch you, then yeah, buy the house. But it right. probably should be an emotional buy, not an investment buy. If you really want to buy an right. investment, go buy a rental or right. something that's actually going to cash flow.
0: Right. Um, so, what, what situation? Um, and we have about three or four minutes yeah. left. What when? When would it be a good? Are you saying there's no good? There's no good scenario to buy a house. There's a lot of goodness scenarios to buy a house. Give me the best sh- scenario of someone wanting to buy a house. At, at, at what age? What what situation? And give me like a hypothetical. Yeah, reason. yeah. No, no, I'll answer. It.
1: So the a, the age uh, I would say is irrelevant. It's uh, if you're just wanting to buy a house, buy the house, but just know that you're buying because you want a house, not necessarily because it's a good use of your money. Okay. There's very few things that are gonna like if you take the same amount of money. It takes you to buy your own house, and you buy a rental property instead. Right. You're probably going to be a lot happier right. on just the returns of that versus. Right. If you're looking at just a strictly strictly as an investment, it should be a rental, not your primary. Okay. But if you're following your heart and <coughs> yeah. you're buying an emotional yeah. decision because you and your significant other want to have the yard and the dog
0: and the kid, then like it doesn't mean it's a bad buy. Mm-hmm. But like you know, let's be real with what it is. Sure. So, um, uh, real quick, wrapping it up. Uh, what is the best uh, investment opportunity in Asheville right now with someone with not a lot of funds? Best move, best first move. Best first move. Uh, save. Make sure
1: you got yourself taken care of. Make sure you've got your family taken care of. And uh, talked about this just recently actually on our podcast is if you're able to figure out how to save an extra 10% and increase your income by another 10%, that's a 20% net swing on whatever your annual making is right now. Mm-hmm. If you do that for one or two years, then you can buy a rental property.
0: Awesome. And and that's whether, very practical. Yeah, Save 10%, a, up 10%, and two years, put down. How much do they need? Well, down? it just
1: depends what you're buying. If you're buying the county, the other thing is like you could buy a mobile home, right? You can buy a mobile home right now for $50,000 in some places. And that mobile home will rent for yeah. $1,000 a month some, sometimes. So
0: Right. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Rodrigo, for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I look forward to doing some more content in the future, possibly. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. See ya.